racing cars need racing fuel. And Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend. And it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag. This is a suspended uh, race. Welcome back to the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels and this is a very, very special edition of the Parked Up Podcast. We are on a road trip. Grant Roller here with Tony Delberto. We're driving from South Australia back to Victoria. The reason we're doing this, we'll have to tell you a little bit later on, but TD, we're currently inside this very nice Honda CRV that you have helped hooked up with your good friends at Honda Australia, and we're going on a big old giant road trip. You better have some nice snacks and some good uh, music for us to listen to. I've got some nice snacks. There's a couple of uh, pies in the car, uh, a can of Monster there, a couple of coffees, a bit of water. Uh, I think there's some chips as well in the background. Yeah, we've had a bit of a road trip to Adelaide over the last couple of days, and it's something that we'll, we'll probably talk about more the next pod, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, we can't say too much at the moment. No, it gets a bit secret. Secret. I did put something on my Instagram, though. I was doing some secret testing. Cheeky. I didn't say where it was going to be, uh, but it is in South Australia, so you can join the dots there. But what we're actually really doing in Adelaide was uh, some really special stuff for Honda and that's going to come out um, before the TCR round next week. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been um, very hot over here in Adelaide, um, but we got the job done and uh, what we're going to produce or what your team is going to produce is going to be quite epic, I think. So looking forward to that. Okay, cool. All right, well, then we won't talk too much because we could talk about it for quite some time, but all will be revealed soon. But there is plenty to talk about in the world of motorsport of course, uh, with uh, TCR, the first round of TCR S5000 Trans Am coming up for the AWC Race Tasmania, the second time we're going down to Simmons Plains. Lots of uh, news in the supercars world to, uh, to, to chew through as well. Uh, it seems to be all happening at the moment, Tony. We kind of went through a couple of weeks of lull after the, after the break, after the Christmas break, and... Uh, eating too much ham off the bone and uh, toasted sandwiches and just a couple of beers, you know, the things that you do over Christmas. But, you know, now we've got, uh, we're, we're really revving into the season. Heaps of TCR news, some of which we can talk about, some of which we can't talk about, but uh, uh, there's, uh, there's there's plenty going on in in that world. But as you can hear, we're we're on a road trip. We're, we're travelling uh, down this big road. It's the first time I've ever driven from... Adelaide to Melbourne. I've done the uh, Melbourne to Sydney. I think I've even done Melbourne to Brisbane once upon a time. But I've never done this trip here. And there's, I tell you, there's not much going on. Like there's a lot of straight roads and there's a lot of sort of dead grass and some trees and a little bit of roadkill. Have, have, now you've done, you have done this road trip before. I remember 2019 at the Bend where we went there for TCR. You just wrapped up second in the title. And no, like, 15 seconds after that race was done, I held my little press conference. You came to that, begrudgingly. You wanted to, you wanted to get out of it. You collected your 50 grand check on the podium, and you were out of there. You were boot scooting. I was, because I had a very important date with uh, the private hospital basically because uh, Steph was very heavily pregnant and I was so nervous that she was gonna pop before I got home so I didn't want to waste any more time and I did to basically just jump in the car still have my race suit on still sweating from the last race Johnny Gossy Johnny Goss and uh, got back to Melbourne and then it was another like week and a half before Hugh was born so bit of a false alarm I missed the after party I was absolutely spewing about that it was wild as well it was wild so next time this year when we get on the podium again or at least maybe even win the TCR championship I'm, there's no more babies coming so there's no reason to miss the uh, the big party but 
As you mentioned, there is a huge amount of news in TCR land, some stuff we know about, Grant. For once, we know about it, but we can't say anything just yet. Um, some stuff's come out this week, which we'll talk about in the news, uh, a new broadcast. Wow, that, that come out of the blue. But anyway, that's probably good news. We can talk about that a little bit more. Um, it was, was, was leaked, though, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure about leaked, but it certainly escaped the, uh, the the little crevices of the ARG buildings. So, well, it hasn't been announced yet. It's just been rumours, rumours from Aaron Noonan, <laughs> the Noonster. He's put it out there. Um, well, loves the TV new- news yarn, that kid. So I can only assume that it's happening. Uh, it's got to be got to be real if Noons has put it out there. So we'll we'll delve into that a little bit more in the news. Um, but lots of supercar stuff as well. Gen 3 is on track today. James Courtney's behind the wheel and also SVG. So be interesting to see what some of the, the feedback on the new car is, um, what they're actually feeling. I mean, one thing that what James has already said, the thing moves around heaps, um, which is exactly what everyone sort of wants to happen. So that's all tracking very well. And also some testing coming up in supercars with their winter test day for the Victorian teams on the 16th of uh, February. Uh, no, hang on, cut that. Testing for supercars at Winton on the 22nd affair, but uh, I think the Queensland teams are on the 16th. So we're going to start seeing some liveries soon, and I can't wait. For, I love this time of year. Liveries with Formula One, with supercars. It's just a really fun time, and they all come out really, really quickly. Okay, cool. Well, there's plenty to talk about there. Uh, But we do have a long road trip ahead of us. We've got four and a bit hours. Now, we won't bore you with the entire conversation for these uh, four hours. No idea how this audio is going to turn out. I'm sure you can hear a little bit of road noise. And if we run over a kangaroo or a wombat or an echidna, as as we do here in Australia, then you might hear a couple of little thuds but um tell me tony what when you do a road trip and i know you do you do them from time to time we've done them before going to bathurst a couple of times we've done plenty of phillip islands and uh, wintons and those sorts of things but this this is a uh, this is a big one i think anything over four or five hours is a, is a reasonable trip this is going to end up being about seven and a half is that right what's the what's the you're the you're the one on the coordinates are we on the right track I think we're on the right track. Uh, we don't have any navigation on at the moment, but it is about it's probably six and a half to seven, depending on how many times you stop. Now, when I came over on Sunday, I did a one-stop strategy. Now, there's a bit of planning that goes into a one-stop strategy because basically, you know, I don't want to uh, need to go to the bathroom. So you have to be strategic in how much water you're consuming. So I, I didn't drink much. Uh, and I only had to stop because I had to put a little bit of fuel in the car. Um, and that was good because I have a coffee, a bit of food, have a wee, and then get back in the car and finish off the stint. So you purposely run the risk of major dehydration just to save yourself like a four-minute pit stop. Is that, is, is that what I'm hearing? I, I just feel like I'm failing if I need to stop more than once or twice like I don't like taking the scenic route now our good friend Lee Stimation from Reaction Performance we have a bit of a running joke because every time he goes to a racetrack whether it be Bathurst, Phillip Island he seems to take longer than anyone I've ever known to get there or get home he takes the scenic route as we say so he'll stop overnight somewhere he'll check out the 12 apostles even if he's nowhere near it and this happens regularly, whereas I'm just literally get in the car, blaze. I want to get there as fast as I can. I want to beat the navigation time, so I'm always racing that. It's actually quite a bit of pressure. For seven hours, I'm racing against the clock, so I don't want to stop. I've, well, as long as you're uh, keeping to the speed limits and adhering to all the uh, local government's uh, road regulations, then then uh, being competitive like that is perfectly fine. So what what's the key things that you have to have on a road trip? What do you have to have in the car when when you're doing it? I know I've got a couple. What's what's your what's your key things? Obviously a little bit of water, and then like about three or four hundred mil. Um, <laughs> Uh, you, you gotta have snacks. Yep. Definitely gotta have snacks. So I like to have maybe some nuts, uh, maybe a muesli bar. Not a huge amount, but yeah, something snack, snacky. I, you know, 
ideally I'd love to have chocolate, I'd love to have chips, you know, I'd love to go to town, but it's not good for the waistline, you know me. Mm. What do you have? Uh, yeah, so I have like all of those things, I guess. The, uh, the two little treats that I'll always have on a road trip, on an extended road trip, will be some beef jerky. That's my, that's my little go-to treat to keep me, keep me going. And a can, typically a can of uh, energy drink. My choice is Red Bull, but look, we don't have an energy drink sponsor for the podcast. So if there is any energy drinks out there that would like to, you know, support us, chuck us a few bucks, maybe even just chuck us a slab of their, uh, of, you know, some leftover um, uh, cans of their, their goodness, then uh, look, we're open to it. But they're, they're my two little treats. Plus, like, I have to have water. And I, I run the diff, completely different strategy to you. I have to have um, plenty of water. I have to just have something always going in. So yeah, I can never run that really lean, lean hydration strategy. And I'm happy to sort of park off to the side, hide behind some trees, and um, and drain the snake. Sometimes like, that's just that's just how I like. That's how I like to do it. I'm happy to cost myself that extra three minutes to. Um, to ensure that I'm well hydrated as uh, as you kind of get the job done. What's out of, out of all the road trips that you, that you do, and we tend to do quite a few of them. What's the what's the favourite one? What's the one that you, even though no one likes to sit in a car for an extended amount of time, but what's the one that you kind of look forward to? That's very easy, and it would be the trip to Bathurst. And now that's changed a little bit over the years because it used to just be the trip to Bathurst for the 1,000. Now you have the Bathurst 12 hour, you have the Easter race at Bathurst, Bathurst as well. Uh, Bathurst International, is that the Easter one? Yeah, that's uh, it. International is going to be in November. Yeah, so you got the International in November, then you got Bathurst Challenge. Basically, any time that we go to Bathurst, that's an exciting trip. And I always drive to Bathurst because by the time you get all your gear, get on a plane, fly to Sydney, get a car, drive from Sydney to Bathurst, it's just a hassle. And it's almost quicker just to chuck everything in my car and blaze. That's what I like to do. My favorite road trip, exactly the same, Bathurst, going from Melbourne to Bathurst. My worst road trip, going from Bathurst to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, I know why too, because you generally got a big old headache, big thumping headache. <laughs> that's, that's not always true, thank you very much. Well, you have a big headache from either having a very good event or you just shitty as, and the, the road trip is just very long and annoying on a, on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that is definitely the, uh, the, the one that... That always sticks in mind. It's a it's a nice little trip, especially after you get off the Hume and you get onto uh, that road, whatever it is uh, that heads towards Cowra. And um, there's some nice little bits uh, of that. There's some horrifically sketchy bits as well that you need to be quite careful of. But I don't I don't mind uh, just sitting in the car, travelling, good company, maybe a little bit of music, a couple of snacks, solve the world's problems. I don't believe it. You're going to be on the phone the whole time. Now, the one thing I do want to ask you is, you know, long, long road trip, you've got plenty of time to catch up on the phone with people and, and maybe call some people that you don't get that chance to really have that long conversation that you know, you know, when you ring someone, a particular friend or whatever, it's going to be a longer conversation than just a work convo that might take 10 minutes. Yeah. Who is the person that you generally call um, oh, well, I've got a couple. Like, I'd call my dad and I'd call my brother, but, um, you know, I'd probably talk to them uh, at any point anyway. But the one guy who I always think about calling when when uh, when it is time to, to jump in the car and do these long trips is Chris Jordan. He was, uh, I've known him for, yeah, it's coming up to 20 years that I've been uh, working with or working alongside or working around him. He's currently the... Uh, comms manager for Porsche Cars Australia and um, he's always a good person to kill uh, between 30 to 60 minutes um, for you know a long deep catch-up whether it's about work or about race cars or about any sport he's um, he's definitely one of my go-to's for uh, some um, some meaningful and meaningless conversation. I don't believe that. I don't not believe that because Chris Jordan is a very busy man. 
He's got such an amazing role at Porsche. And I can't imagine Porsche would be too happy that he's just on the phone for an hour chewing the fat with Grant Rowley from Parked Up. <laughs> he, no, so it doesn't, I'm not necessarily saying I call him at one o'clock in the afternoon when he needs to be rolling out a very important um, media release about a, a new Porsche that's uh, about to land on the market. You know, if he's got no time for me, he'll tell me he's got no time for me, but he's also he's also very good at uh, making calls back and making making the time, which uh, making time for me, or making time for anyone, I can only imagine. So um, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely the one that I'll always, I'll always call uh, on the, on the longer trips. Maybe we should, we, should we just try and give the man a call now? Well, I was going to ask, who are we going to interview today? We've got no one lined up, and I think what we're going to do is just try and ring a few people, see if anyone answers. But it is sort of like the middle of the day. Oh, look, it is the middle of the day now, but look, we can try Chris Jordan. I think, uh, I tell you, a lot of our listeners, if they haven't heard of Chris Jordan, they would have seen his work over the years, and I'm putting, uh, I'm building him up now, um, and he might not answer the phone. So I'll let you uh, pick up my phone and, and call Chris Jordan, because of course you wouldn't be uh, dialing, you wouldn't be dialing yourself, would we? Here we go. Let's see if, um, let's see if our good friend Chris Jordan will uh, pick up the phone. And, um, and we'll... maybe he won't. He's a very busy man. It's not looking good right now. I like how you've got a Nissan photo of him. Why yeah. is that? Well, he used to work at uh, the Nissan Motor Company at the same time that I was working at the race team. He was working for Nissan. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to make us all look like damn fools. He loves the tennis, actually, and he's probably still got a massive tennis hangover. Well, we reached Chris Jordan and he hasn't got it. So he's missed his opportunity to um, to join us on Parked Up, which is which is fine. So uh, so Chris is currently the the comms manager for Porsche Cars Australia. Uh, an absolute terrific bloke. And I first met him when I was at Motorsport News and he was a young journo, very similar to myself. I was just a couple of years older. And uh, when it came time to... He, he was he was a our South Australian correspondent. Uh, and and he would uh, go out to Malala and and do race reports and stuff for state level racing and I think he even did some speedway. When it came time for Motorsport News to pick up a new full time journal, he was absolutely the first man in line. And we uh, and we grabbed him. He came over um, and solidified our relationship, I guess, while he was while we were kind of living in uh, living in each other's back back pockets. He actually lived with me for his first. Um, first two or three weeks uh, while he was in Melbourne so um, yeah we've been uh, we've been really great friends ever since and um, and he's just one of the best after he was at Motorsport News he went up and worked for Brett Murray at BAM Media and he was a, uh, a PR guy for numerous clients including um, geez WPS Racing uh, he did the, the, the PR for uh, for Will Power he did the PR for Will Power. Uh, he did the PR for Marcus Ambrose uh, during his time in NASCAR. Um, as we just drive past a police officer who had pulled over someone for exceeding uh, exceeding the uh, speed limits. So, hey, um, just listen to this little story here. How does your relationship go with Chris? You know, you sort of start your career similar space, and he's really taken off. Like, <laughs> yes. Well, after he finished with, after he finished with Bam, he went and joined Nissan, Nissan Motor Company in their comms department, um, and he helped uh, helped me get the the role that I had at Nissan Motorsport, the Kelly Racing Team. And after that, he went on to uh, work for Nissan over in Hong Kong. He was based in Hong Kong, and when the Porsche job came up, he he took that. So um, he's got the best gig in motoring media I have uh, absolutely no doubt about it uh, and thriving Porsche is selling like what they sell what 25 new cars a day or something it's 50 new cars a day it's interesting I actually know I don't know that stat per day but I know over the last year Porsche Global have have uh, sold an extra hundred thousand vehicles they, don't, they literally don't know how to make the cars any quicker to try and you know, get them out to these customers. So if, you, if you're ordering a Porsche, you've got a very long wait on your hands. No wonder he's got no time to answer our call. He's, he's, um, he, uh, 
he's uh, too busy uh, making making motor vehicles. Trying to he, sell them. He's probably on the um, on the floor, just actually piecing these things together because they're just all hands on deck trying to get these cars out. Um, all right. So who do you call? So you tell me. I just tried to call someone. They didn't answer. Obviously, don't care about me. No problem. Who would you call? Uh, I don't call anyone really. I just literally sit in the car by myself, listening to uh, Ed Sheeran or Adele or something, and cry myself to to. Well, I was going to say to sleep, not to sleep, because <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I thought. What we might do, I do need to catch up with uh, David Wall because, as we mentioned, TCR is next weekend at Simmons Plains and we haven't done, like, a bit of a pre-brief just yet. So I thought we might give him a buzz and see... He's got some news to talk about as well. We're going to put this pod out on Thursday and there's a a lot of news that we can talk about for for Thursday. Okay, well, that opens us up a little bit because we can we can talk to him about some things happening in the bubbling away in the background. Uh, let's get him on the phone and uh, see what he has to say. But he won't know that we're ringing for the for the parked up podcast. Yeah. And you're going to ring him on your phone, so he'll be like, "Oh, what do you want, mate?" <laughs> All right, let's see if Wally uh, answers. Here we go. Uh, David Wall, how are you? All right, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Um, mate, we, uh, I'm currently on my way from Adelaide to Melbourne and I'm travelling with my very close and personal friend, Tony Dalberto. Tony, hey, you mate. G'day, mate. How are you? Oh, we're very good. Um, on our trek back to Melbourne, we're, we're yeah. just calling people for the Parked Up podcast and... Uh, we actually asked each other who we would call to have a have a good conversation. I said, "Well, I need to ring Wally, talk to him about TCR stuff, and we thought we'd give you a quick buzz." Now, this pod is going out on Thursday, okay? So there might be a bit of news that you can share with us. Maybe I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Is there any news that you can share with us? I'm sorry, the phone's cutting out. Oh, no, so you can't share any news with us? No, not really. Oh, my lawnmower is running pretty hot, though. Are you on Hang your on lawnmower right now? Hang on one sec. Sorry, go again. So, is that better? Yeah, that, that, is, that is amazing. Are you, are, you, are you on the land? Are you cutting, uh, cutting some grass? I'm trying to cut the back paddock at the moment, yeah, for a rains of all things. Very good, okay. Um, okay, so, so here's the deal. We're recording a episode of Parked Up. We're publishing this on Thursday, and we know that we've got a couple of cool things that we can talk about, uh, given that by the time we get to Thursday, uh, all of these things are going to be out in the air uh, and uh, all very exciting. Look, before we get to that uh, really exciting news, though, um, we, are, uh, we are getting in the, in the mode to to go racing and you've got a couple of things absolutely 100% lined up with Tony D in TCR, you've got your Tim Brook Trans Am car, you picked up a couple of new shiny Porsches we saw some pictures of and, and some video of, there's plenty going on for wall racing in 2021, 2022. There is, yeah, um, yeah. it's been a, a very broken couple of years unfortunately for, for obvious reasons so uh, one to have those nice new shiny Porsches and um, and get those three cars across the line to run in the championship is um, is great. Uh, we're still working out the the final details of it all, as um, I'm sure most are when we finished our season in December. Um, but yeah, looking forward to um, to the first round come April um, at, at the um, obviously kicking off with the bang at Melbourne GP. So um, we've got that happening in the background. And as you mentioned there, Tony's uh, Tony's back. He he loves us so much he can't leave us. Um, so he's, uh, he's back with us for TCR um, in the kicking off with the yellow livery, um, which we feel like we've kind of both got a little bit of unfinished business there. We, um, for me personally, and I'm sure Tony as well, there's been so many close calls there where Tony should have won some races along the, along the way. And, uh, yes. I feel, like we're, um, I feel like this year's his year. I feel like he's, um, he's going to kick some goals. So, um, yeah, not that we didn't the first year, but I think uh, both him and I personally would like um, a win under our belt for sure. And uh, if you're winning races, you're up the, the right end of the championship, which is what we're obviously in for. 
Oh, that would be so good if we were like winning races, collecting trophies, you know, just signing the checks basically. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we talk a lot about, you know, budget to go racing. We, we all know how expensive yeah. it is. And, you know, not only from a TCR point of view, but every driver that's driving a race car in, you know, this championship is, is trying to find some budget, trying to put together something, uh, you know, with contacts they have. Um, from your point of view, you're, you're sort of at the top end trying to put the deals together um, and helping these drivers, you know, find the funding to actually do the deals. How difficult is it at the moment to try and find funding to go car racing? Uh, look, um, at the moment, it's unbelievably difficult. There's um, there's a lot of companies that have actually done quite well through the, the COVID period. Um, and there's also, well, I'm finding anyway, and there's a lot of other companies that have, um, have done really poorly. So um, I suppose it depends on where you're looking and how you're looking and um, what you've got to offer. Um, but yeah, in every, in every series, um, from TCR to Career Cup GT, Trans Am, as you mentioned there, Brooksy coming back. Um, every way, shape and form, um, it's an expensive sport. You know, you've got a, a huge amount of expenditure with um, travel and transport and personnel and equipment. Um, and then on top of that, you've got the actual wear and tear running costs on the cars um, and everything else to go along with those. So when you put those equations together, we're, we're you know, trying to fund a very expensive sport, as we all know, is... Um, is not getting any cheaper, um, but there are people working in every class to, to try and make that a little bit more feasible for, for everyone to try and um, get those budgets together. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm I'm at the forefront of trying to help the ones that are involved in our in our um, in our workshop, and yeah, I'm no different to anyone else. I feel like I spend most of my time on the phone and uh, and meeting and Zoom calls and everything else that goes along with it to try and um, to make all those things line up. Um, some days they do, some days they don't. But um, yeah, it, I, I suppose I spent my whole Christmas, um, all bar maybe a couple of days, on the phone or trying to um, to discuss um, you know situations for everyone in our in our workshop um, to try and get them on the grid in 2022. Given the fact that we finished in middle of December was um, was a different one, that's for sure. Well, you've done pretty well with that, considering the amount of cars you're going to run uh, and the level. Yeah. Um, that you're going to run as well. You know, obviously, you've got Honda involved again, which is fantastic. Brooks is coming back. Brooks is going to be yeah. back. He's uh, He won a couple of races last year in Trans Am, and we know how hard he works in the background there. But what I want to talk to you about is these new Porsches because they are the most, literally the sexiest race car on the grid right now. Um, you had a very successful <laughs> test day uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park recently. You, you topped the times there. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the car? Because the lap times they were producing were very impressive considering it was just literally a shakedown for them. No setup done just yet. You haven't been able to put your little tweaks in. Um, what are we expecting? How much faster can we go? Uh, look, that's a very good question. I mean, we're going to go to Bathurst and if you take, you take the time that it did at Eastern Creek um, or Sydney Motorsport Park, versus what we've done there in the past and then take that to Bathurst, you're, you're instantly in a low five or high four um, as they sat on that day. Um, so, I mean, instantly you've got a very fast race car and they're, they're obviously going to get faster from, from that point on. Um, Eastern Creek's a unique place, um, you know, in the way that it's obviously very abrasive um, and pretty low grip these days. Um, whether or not you're going to get even more gain from going to a higher grip surface, um, probably the answer is yes. Day one for us, um, we kind of had our own program we worked through on the day and um, literally that was for us was just you know, system checks and making sure mechanically the cars were all okay. And then we, we did spend a little bit of time overnight um, in a direction that we wanted to try and help the car and kind of learn a bit more the next day. Um, so we did stay back pretty late that night to, um, to install a, some of our setup, if you like, not all of it, um, and it really liked that. So. Um, it was uh, it was a good jump forward, but I feel like everyone, including us, has um, has more to give for sure. Uh, phenomenal car to drive. It's like um, Porsche went along and interviewed everyone and said, "Hey, what are all these things that we need to fix from a, a 991 Gen 2 to a 992?" And they kind of did them all. Um, you know, ergonomics, it's better. Front tires, bigger wishbone suspension in the front, more horsepower, more downforce, uh, better under brakes. Um, you kind of name it. They ticked a few boxes there pretty quickly. So. Um, pleasure to drive, 
Um, the boys are telling me that they're reasonably good to work on. There are some differences, but essentially still um, still Porsche at heart that um, is a, a user-friendly car for both driver and mechanic. So uh, do our next test day, which is scheduled at the moment for March. Um, we'll take them down to, uh, to uh, Winton and um, have a bit of a go down there and see what we... Uh, see what we've learnt in between um, day one and day two, so to speak. Cool, mate. Well, we're looking forward to it. They uh, they certainly sound the business and uh, absolutely look the business as well. So um, can't wait to see the new gen of Carrera Cup uh, cars out on our racetracks. Of course, you're going to drive a couple of others to, to still lock in. When do we see Wall Racing's full complement confirmed? He's already locked him in. Liam Talbot's in there. In, but we haven't we haven't done a formal announcement yet. We're um, we're working on some finer details there for for liveries and um, and sponsors and everything. But uh, I like to think that we can um, put our finished product out in a couple of weeks. Um, if we can if we can do that, we've probably met the target that we're after, and then we can just um, concentrate on going and learning a little bit more and turning up to the first round, um, you know, feeling like we're 100 percent prepared and ready to go. Awesome. Well, mate, we can't wait to see uh, those cars out on the track and maybe even a couple more uh, race wins for uh, D-Dot Wall. Now, uh, usually if we're going to do a, a, a podcast like this where we're going to ask you to talk about something that's a bit confidential right at the moment, then we'd uh, I'd give you the warning. But uh, because we're on the fly today with Parked Up, where um, uh, I'm just going to have to hope that you uh, you can trust uh, trust the system that we're going to run. We've got some um, fantastic news for uh, for TCR, which is being revealed on on uh, Thursday morning. So by the time you hear this, uh, everyone will know that we are going to have. Uh, ARG categories on Stan Sport. There's a whole bunch of detail that uh, the teams will find out about um, in the near future. The fans will find out about in the near, near future, but uh, a great deal that we'll see uh, the ARG categories um, competing on the uh, on Stan Sport with some free-to-air components as well on the Nine Network plus a raft of other media opportunities that are that are going to come with it now part of all of that is that uh, you're going to enter a uh, one-off car for a very special driver to uh, partner alongside tony d and uh, i think those two guys know each other pretty well yeah i think um, they've got a bit of a love story going to be honest but um yeah look uh i've known i've known fabian coulthard or the driver is fabian coulthard but um, i've known fabs for a uh, for a long time there and uh, we were teammates in 20 2012 and 2013 and um tony's been teammates and stood on the podium at bathurst with him and all sorts of things so um yeah look all sorts of things but yeah look he's um he's going to fit in well with our operation he's um he's good to have around um he obviously drives well and he's he's proven himself many a time and um he's still in my eyes one of the the top level drivers in the country so um to have him on board uh for the for the first round at least um, it's very exciting for us. Um, it's great for Honda um, overall, and it's great for Tony to have a strong teammate once again. Um, you know, the last few years he's had John Munn, who's extremely strong as well. Uh, but for the first round, um, we've got we've got Fabs coming to join us, and um, yeah, really looking forward to you know, instilling him into his car and um, seeing what he can produce at Ramla. So, would you like to see him? This is it's just a one-off at this point. But would you like to see him come back more? What's the story with Absolutely. the second car yeah, I mean, for the rest of the year? Absolutely, we would love to have him on for the full season. Um, is the is the uh, the short answer of it? Um, but obviously, there's a lot of hurdles to jump over there to make that happen. The first one is to to get Tasmania done and um, and underway, um, and then we've got a a little bit of time, not a great deal of time, but a little bit more time to um, to try and get him to round two, and we'll. We'll try and build momentum throughout the year and keep him going. That's that's um, 100% the plan. Um, but for starters, um, we've, we've got a deal together to go and do uh, Simmons Plains and uh, a little bit of running beforehand to give him a, a try in the car at the, uh, on the Thursday before at a test day there. Um, so, yeah, we're, hopefully he'll uh, integrate himself very quickly, um, which I'm sure he will, and um, hopefully give Tony a run for money, which will uh, in, all in all make him lift as well, and that's only good for everybody. Now, I think it's probably the best thing about Fab's coming on board is you'll be able to set the seat for him and you'll be able to actually drive his car 
like out of the truck because that's probably the hardest thing for you with my car like when you're trying to put the car in the truck you can't actually get in there and yeah, uh we, we we have seen in the past mate i have driven it with your seat insert it's not pretty um but it is doable <laughs> yes it is just only just you, your knees are basically around your, your ears hey uh, we won't take yeah. up any more of your time because uh you are on the lawnmower they like lawns don't mow the lawns don't mow themselves Amy's going to be wrapped, actually. She's going to... No, no, it's the lawnmower at the workshop. No, no, she doesn't even know I'm doing this at the moment. Ah, so your mum's going to be wrapped then. Do you mow on the lawns? Correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. Well, well, you've got to keep Vicky happy. You've got to keep keep your mum happy. Um, So, no, we won't take up any more of your time, mate. Looking forward to TCR next weekend at Simmons Plains. Um, Let's try and kick off the year really strong and uh, get some more of those trophies. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for the time, boys. Thanks, Wally. Talk to you. See you later. Do, do, do. Well, usually I'd put in the uh, sound effect to uh, to end the call there, but we're not going to do that this time because we're just freestyling this episode of Parked Up. Of course, we're driving from Adelaide to Melbourne, and we are... Uh, I don't even know where we are, Tony. I know you were frantically pointing fingers while we were just talking to Wally there, and I was trying to follow your uh, amazing co-driving skills here. If well, you weren't, because I was pointing and you weren't reacting. Then I had to grab the wheel and steer the car from the passenger seat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good to catch up with Wally there. And then some very exciting news that Fabs will be joining Wall Racing for the first round of TCR at Simmons Plains. It's come out of the blue, though, a little bit, to be honest. I mean, we have spoken about how Fabs is out of a seat this year um, and how you know, disappointing that is, considering how you know late in the in the in the year oh i shouldn't say late in the year but very close to the first round and he's left without a seat so um good that he's you know picking himself up and he's got some great opportunity and i think um he's going to enjoy jumping in this tcr car and uh ripping around simmons planes a track that he's actually done very very well at in the past in supercars so i know that he loves loves the circuit now um i think we actually need to probably try and give him a call what do you reckon Give Fabs a call? Yeah, why not? Uh, I have tried to call him twice earlier today to try and do my ARG jobs, but he's not answering. But let's uh, let's let's give him a call. Do you reckon he's going to answer? Let's have a look. I don't think so, but we'll give him a try. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm very offended that he has not called back so far. Hey Fabs, it's TD mate, um, just calling on Grant's phone, um, we're doing a parked up podcast on our way back from Adelaide and we're just wondering if you want to have a little quick chat, heard you got a bit of news to share, cheers mate. You're so very polite with your, your phone mannerisms are very polite, if only that sort of rubbed off on your, the, the way you m- might normally talk to me for example. Ah, oh, you're a bit sensitive these days. Um, <laughs> He'll, he won't ring back after that. He won't. He'll think I'm an absolute wanker for, for leaving that message. Um, and probably rightfully so, to be honest. All right. Well, um, there's, so, so look, we, we know that so Stan Sport's going to now be the broadcaster for TCR. We know that, that uh, TCR S5000, Trans Am, GT World Challenge, all of the ARG categories. There's a, a free-to-air component in part of that. Go and check out any of the ARG websites or your favourite publication. Uh, there'll, there, there'll be plenty of news happening today as we'll, uh, as we'll publish this on Thursday coming out uh, at the same time as, uh, as this huge announcement. So um, a, uh, an exciting time for Australian motorsport to see a new broadcaster come in at such a huge level. Uh, great for a category like TCR, uh, and all of the other classes that, uh, that that compete as well, it's something brand new. Um, you know, it's that uh, that pay-per-view style model. But you know what? We I don't know how many uh, how many do you have? Do you have Netflix, Disney Plus? Uh, I've got we've got it all. I've got Prime, Prime Amazon, uh, Apple TV. Damn it, the list goes on. Binge, binge is one of my favourites. Yeah. Really, I've, I've never tried binge. Yeah. Is it like TikTok? No, no. It's usually it's also one of the things that I do after I get home from work, and I find a, um, a couple of bags of big chips, and then 
just completely binge away on that. Um, yeah, so uh, we're, we're all very accustomed now to paying for it. And look, even Foxtel, um, you know, that's the ultimate in the, the subscription TV. So um, I don't know if anyone can complain about the... Uh... Oh, they will. They will. Don't you worry about that. And probably, to be honest, again, rightfully so, perhaps, you know, like if you're getting something for free, who the hell wants to pay for it? For sure, but uh, anyway, this is the this is the new world order, and uh, I'm confident that the guys at ARG and the team have put together a uh, pretty sound deal that's going to be firstly great for the fans, also or you know very good for the competitors, uh, the category sponsors, and uh, and all of those things, all which need to be factored in. Right. So um, there's there's some other news that we'll talk about after this, but I gave Chris Jordan the biggest warm up and the biggest rap. He didn't answer. But this time, I'm confident he's going to answer. I feel like you've spoken about him enough now, and we're running out of time on this pod to actually call him. Oh no, we're calling him. Okay. This guy right. is a, this guy is a legend, and we need to uh, we need to talk to him, uh, and we're going to launch into it. I really hope that he picks up now, because again, I've given him another big warm up. G'day. There we go. There we go. It's Chris Jordan for the first time on the Parked Up podcast. Where uh, I'm sorry that we've had to uh, just uh, harass you like this, but I did, I did, I gave, I gave you the absolute biggest warm up, biggest rev up. We were asking ourselves earlier, who do you call on long road trips? And my answer was yourself. You didn't answer. So then I just spent the next five minutes telling the world about how, uh, how much of a legend you are. But anyway, it's nice to, nice to hear from you. How are you? I'm good, Grant. Thank you. And sorry I didn't pick up. I was just getting off a plane, and you know when you're on the plane tarmac, if you reach for your phone, one of the snipers might get you. So sorry, but I do appreciate uh, you thinking of me, and yeah, you are always up for a chat, mate. So it's good if you got to kill some time in a car. Uh, Grant Rowley, uh, never short on a word to say, so it's always good to have a chat with you, mate. <laughs> this is Tony was just saying that I'm a, a bit of a have a chat, and I don't like to think of myself as that sort of person, but maybe I am. No, you definitely are, because you could answer questions in about half the amount of time, but you sort of say the same thing about three times <laughs> over, just to ram the, ram the fact down your throat. I don't want you to forget. So, Jordo, hey, look, um, in, uh, in my little pre, preamble to, uh, to you picking up the phone, uh, we talked about like the amazing journey that um, just yourself personally, uh, we met each other uh, 100 million years ago, um, and... Uh, those were some fun times, but you've gone on to do some bloody awesome things, you know, um, working for car companies uh, here in Australia, uh, abroad with Nissan at, uh, at Hong Kong, and now back in like absolutely one of the prime um, public relations roles that you can find in a, at, a, at a car brand uh, here in Australia or anywhere in the world. Um, I don't know, think back to when we were sitting in uh, at 357 Nepean Highway working at Motorsport News for Chris Lambden, and it's, um, you probably sometimes have to pinch yourself. Um, yeah, you do. You do, actually. You're always looking forward. I'm sure you guys are the same. Like, you, you always want to think what the next opportunity is, so you don't spend too much time looking backwards, but you, you're up, right. You have to, I think, all of us in this industry, whether it's the car industry or motorsport industry, uh, need to realise could could be uh, could be doing a hell of a lot worse. Like I often joke, it could be doing PR for a toothpaste company. Uh, that probably would be a bit easier, but certainly not as exciting. So you're right. Like uh, it's 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 lucky when you get to work for brands that when you tell people where you work, they get excited by it because not many people have that privilege. So definitely lucky, and especially with Porsche, like uh, it comes with great responsibility because the products are so good, the brands so good. Uh, there's there's not much wrong with it so the responsibility is to keep that going I often have the same thing Jordo when people ask where I work and I say parked up podcast and you should see how excited they get they, they just melt they absolutely melt well I'm, I'm in this DD here and I, I warned the guy that I was going to go and parked up so we needed to keep it quiet he, he's a big fan he's a big fan so he's, he's all on board as well that's good, that's good. Hey, uh, Jordo, we just had David Wall on the phone uh, when you didn't pick up, and we were talking about his uh, new Porsche race car that he's absolutely fallen in love with. I mean, he's got a beautiful wife, he's got three kids. 
but he didn't mention any of them at all. All he mentioned was this brand new Porsche race car that he absolutely loves. Um, really exciting product on the market. You guys have absolutely smashed it out of the park. Um, and, you know, full grid, so much excitement around the brand. And I also mentioned earlier the amount of extra sales that you guys have had over the last year, 100,000 plus um, in global, global sales. Um, Porsche is just going from one strength to another, aren't they? Oh, thanks, Tony. Yeah, well, on the Cup car itself, yeah, on the 911 GT3 Cup Type 992, it's always an exciting thing for the motorsport part of Porsche to do that. It's only every three or four years that a new Cup car comes, and there's always excitement about it. I think the first thing is just to the owners of it, uh, their commitment to the category in the car is so good. Like there was actually a waiting list of people that missed out on the car because it was oversubscribed. So that's always a fantastic problem to have when you got more customers than cars. Um, and yeah, the times were pretty quick at Sydney Motorsport Park. It's a bit of a step up. Talking to some learned people like yourself, Tony, and some of the other guys that are instructors of Porsche Track Experience. I know the chat last year was like, wow, category is going to go up a notch. It's much closer to a GD3 than some of the previous gen cup cars so the racing should be quite quick this year and then overall for porsche yeah it's, it's exciting for us like we're over a quarter of a million cars a year uh, at porsche but we don't really care about the volume because obviously we are exclusive and similar to the cup car we kind of like to balance supply and demand so that there is more demand and supply but some big leaps have come uh, because we've added Taycan to the model range. They've now got a sixth model line and, and it's full electric, but it's still a true Porsche and that's selling quite well as well. Actually, it's outsold 911, which surprises a lot of people. Now, Jordo, let's uh, go off topic here a little bit and get back to some fun stuff. Uh, Grant Roll, he's a bit of a character. Now, everyone that knows Grant will have had a situation uh, over the years that he might have found himself in, I don't know, a drunken state or, I don't know, some embarrassing yeah. state. Now, I know that Chris has probably got about 10 stories, and none of which I know he's going to tell on public record, but... Um, no, I'll be the judge of that. Now, Jordo, can you elaborate or tell us any special stories about Grant, I don't know, losing his jocks, you know, coming home late, uh, I, I don't know, you, 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 you give me something. I got lots. We'll run out of gigabytes to store this podcast if I do them all. But there's definitely one that comes to mind. Perfect. And that is so when I worked with Grant and Mark Glendening and Phil Brannigan and Chris Lampton at Motorsport News, but uh, Mark, who's now the editor of Racer.com in America, and Grant and I shared a big office. Um, so we had no secrets. We knew what was going on. And we'd often discuss things. And often at Motorsport News back in the day, it used to be cool. Lots of guests would come in from that kind of Brighton, Sandringham area. Lots of the V8 drivers lived in that area, so often people coming in having a chat. And I don't know who it was, but someone came in one day, and it was when Will Davison and Will Power were doing British Formula 3. And they were talking very matter-of-fact of how much the category costs, and, and, and obviously that's a lot of money. And the person just kind of dropped mid-sentence um, how much Will had had to kind of get from investors and to borrow to do British F3. And I think that was a throwaway line of like, oh, he's going to probably go into a million dollars debt, but it's, you know, it's what you got to do to be with a good team and do all the testing and blah, blah, blah. And it was at the same time that Grant had just spent a lot of money investing in that uh, traffic light box that he'd smashed in your um, hole. <laughs> so, so, so debt was a very delicate topic with Grant at the time. And, and Mark and I were still talking with this guy about how Davos prospects were for the year and what team he was going to go with and blah, blah, blah. And we looked over at Grant and he had his head in his hands and he was just muttering to himself, no Davo, no Davo, over, over how much debt Paul Will had to go in. And, and it was a saying forever. I still mutter it to myself to this day, just no Davo. Because Grant just, he went into a trance. He just was muttering it for, for weeks because I think debt was just such a sensitive topic for him at the time because he just lashed out the deficit in Nigeria to pay for that uh, that traffic light box he'd smashed so that that's a funny one for me because he uh oh yeah when he when he found out how much debt will had gone into to fund his, his uh british f3 campaign he, he just absolutely melted down and made no sense for about another week or 
That's a beauty. Yeah, the uh, the the one thousand dollars I had to spend on that traffic light box paled in, into insignificance uh, compared to what Davo the the debt that he'd run up to to try and be a Formula One star. And yeah, I don't know. You're right. I was probably in a little trance, uh, worried about poor Davo, no Davo. But uh, it's funny how those uh, little sayings, which mean nothing, <laughs> that need, means nothing to you, me, Van Lewin, and maybe a couple of others. Uh, who were uh, living the dream at the time, but uh, no Davo is still something that we that we uh, that we talk about, and there's so many Davos out there as well. It's uh, it's just uh, it, it just lasts forever. I love it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so thanks for bringing up all of those um, those uh, bad uh, bad memories. I won't won't be able to sleep for a week. Thanks. Uh, well, I guess a good thing now is Will's obviously gone on a good career, and he's spoken about in podcasts that debts paid off and. Now he's got a good life. He's all set up, so he's fine. You're fine, Grant. You're now killing it with the uh, parked up. So <laughs> Network R is absolutely flying, mind you. It's, it's, okay, so uh, I've, I've seen some invoices from Network R, so I know how much is going. On. Oh, haven't we all? <laughs> Yeah, but you don't pay yours. That's the, that's the difference between you and Porsche. Um, so, uh, so Jordo, what's uh, what's online for this year? We've obviously seen a whole bunch of uh, brand new race cars uh, pop out from your uh, from your fine motor company. But um, what's in store? What can you what can you tell us that you that you've got on for for twenty twenty two in Porsche world? Uh, well, I guess for the motorsport fans, the big thing is uh, the um, the first the, the first race of the new car the career cup season will be at the grand prix and we haven't had a grand prix for a couple of years so that's going to be exciting uh in terms of products some new variants of Taycan, a real drive variant Taycan gts um we launched gd3 late last year so people will see those popping up on the road as well uh, and then yeah i think overseas as well uh more interest than ever in matt campbell and where his career is going to go because he's doing such a good job just one at daytona in the gt the pro category and obviously Porsche is uh, partnering with Penske, um, Tony's close personal friend Roger, uh, to, to do LMDH prototype racing. So I think Matt just continues to go from strength to strength. So hopefully uh, he can keep going in the GT products and maybe even uh, progress into the prototype category. So I think for the motorsport fans, um, plenty going on at Porsche. So do you think do you think it's on the cards for Maddie to join Penske in this new program, which will kick off next year? Won't they won't actually race it this year, I don't believe. Um, more testing and getting themselves ready for the 2023 championship. Look, I just think he's doing everything within his control to be in consideration. There's obviously lots of people that will want to do it, and, and there's two pools of drivers effectively. There's the Porsche factory drivers, and then there's obviously everyone under. Um, the Penske fold as well so there's probably going to be no shortage of people with their hand up um, but Matt just continues to do such a good job he's very highly regarded not just on track but off track he's such a professional such a young guy he's got such a strong head on his shoulders so yeah don't know because uh, there's still a lot to play out there um, certainly no rush when both Penske and Porsche have so many drivers on the books they're certainly not going to run out of drivers but um I think uh, the beauty of it as well is that there's already uh, a bit of a commitment to customer cars as well. So you actually, it might not happen straight away, but over the years you'll probably see some Porsche prototypes in the hands of customer teams as well, which then opens up more seats for drivers. So I, look, I, we're biased, but if anyone ever asks Porsche Cars Australia what their opinion is, uh, we're, we're certainly uh, in Matt's corner for sure. I reckon uh, he'd be an absolute perfect fit. He's Penske material, Grant. Yeah, yep. No, he's uh, he's got the right attitude. He's certainly fast enough. Really nice, uh, nice young fella. I tell you, you might have to start paying over the odds for him as well. I actually had a look at the the lap times, the average lap times for co-drivers at Bathurst. I uh, got a little sneaky peek at uh, where all the the co-drivers, including Tony D, sort of sat in the uh, in the list, and uh, yeah, Matt was driving for the uh, the Kelly Grove team, as it was known last year. Uh, not the strongest car, but geez, he was right up there. I think he was in uh, well inside the top ten for average co-driver speed. So um, I'm not saying he's about to jump back, uh, come back into uh, into supercars, 
but um, but I'd imagine he'll have a uh, th- th- there'd be a lot of people asking questions about him. Uh, well, I think he's done well in all the supercars efforts he's he's done, um, and I think he's got that great attitude though that he realises, uh, especially in Europe, um, it's best to have a crack there first. You can always come back to supercars. So I know there's a few supercars teams that probably keep calling him every now and then just to check in on what he's doing, but uh, definitely he's landed at Porsche and at the right time because uh, we've got a lot going on. Um, with not only the GT side of things, but developing prototype as well. Cool, mate. Well, uh, hey, look, thank you so much for joining us on uh, this very special edition of Parked Up. Uh, we're on our road trip. Coming back from Adelaide, your hometown, so uh, uh, it kind of made a, a little bit of sense. Of course, you're you're my number one road trip go-to man for, for a uh, phone call. Uh, this one's only gone for 16 minutes, which is one of the shorter phone calls that you and I ever... Uh, ever uh, ever have but um mate thank you so much and uh, we'll uh, we'll grab you for a uh, we'll grab you for a chat later in the year because there's just so much happening in your world not a drama anytime long time listener first time caller and uh yeah if i knew you'd been in adelaide i would have got you to bring some wine back <laughs> oh damn sorry mate next time we'll do it next time we'll do it next time thanks jordan thanks buddy cheers so that was Chris Jordan, very close and personal friend of mine, and uh, he chucked me under the bus with a uh, nice little tale, but um, it's all true, no lies. He could have told other stories, which I would have had to uh, venomously um, deny. So thank you, Chris, for not saying any of those stories. I love how casual he is about just giving us a bit of goss of what's going on in Porsche land. Like, he's, That's his job. He's a PR man for them. Yeah, but... It's a very high-profile role, and you'd think that the PR guy might just be, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe just not tell, tell quite as much. Do you reckon he just tells us a little bit more because we're friends? Uh, that, that, is the, uh, that is the Chris Jordan way. What, what you just heard there is uh, exactly how, how Chris is. He's, uh, he's, you know, very open where, where he can be open, and, uh, you know, always, always the one thing with Chris is that you know when he works for a company and he hasn't really worked for that many i think i've rattled off you know he worked for for bear media with brett murray and the team at um at, at bear media and uh, then he went and worked for nissan and now he's at porsche um before that he was at motorsport news and they're the, they're the only jobs he's had uh you know he's coming up to 40 years old and Whoa! There's um, lots of uh, lots of kids out there, lots of uh, guys around a similar vintage or maybe a bit younger who who have churned through uh, eight, nine, ten jobs in their in their career so far, which is works for them. But Chris is super loyal, super passionate about the people he works for, and and look, he's working for one of the number ones in uh, in, in the car world at the moment. So um, he uh, he completely deserves that. And we thank him for his time on the Parked Up podcast. Tony D, we've, we're certainly an hour further down the road than when we started this um, unique edition of Parked Up. Should we do this every week? Maybe not every week, because I don't know if I can afford to be travelling around the countryside uh, being away from home so much. But uh, it has helped to pass the time. And I like how we're doing Parked Up a little bit differently this year. It's a little bit more on the fly. It's a little bit more sort of suits our travel arrangements really because look the last couple of years we've been in lockdown we've been parked up and it's been very easy to be a bit more structured about the way we do our podcast but this year with all these race meetings and travel and everyone's kicking off and getting going again it is a little trickier to try and be as regular as what we are not many other podcasts are doing it you know week in week out so as a listener, you're going to hear us every week, but you might get some little surprises like today of little impromptu chats and uh, impromptu podcasts. There's going to be a big, big going on. Yeah, there's a big going on. Uh, yeah, and some uh, some exciting things happening in uh, in our little podcast realm as well. There's going to be a couple of new podcasts add, added to the uh, network uh, suite of uh, podcasts. Currently sits at uh, one, this one. But uh, we're going to add a couple more into the mix, none of which, Tony, you're going to have to put any time or effort into. Thank God, because I don't put any time or effort into this one either. Oh, I just deleted someone's phone call there. Sorry about that. 
Um, but we're just trying to wrap this podcast up, so Grant will ring you back a bit later. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that's exciting for Network R. What, yeah, what so podcast? Well, I, can't, I'm not, I don't want to say too much at the moment, just in case they fall over. But Are they going to be a rival? No, they, no, they won't be a rival. They'll just be a nice addition. I, mean, I wouldn't put out anything that would rival anything that we're currently doing. Um, but uh, what we, uh, what we, we'll, we'll launch in the next couple of weeks, and it should be fun. Two uh, completely different, um, different styles of pod, and um, yeah, really, uh, really fun, really fun and uh, engaging. I mean, we haven't even laid down one bit of track for any of these, so they could be like completely shit. But so you're basically just talking shit right now because you don't know what they're going to look like. You just got a bit of a concept, and that's it. Well, I've got names for them, so we're reasonably advanced in, in that regard. There was some supercars news that you mentioned right at the very top, which I thought we'd just cover very quickly. Gen 3 were testing. Sounds like you had the inside word on some stuff that was going on. What's happening in Gen 3 supercars world? No, I don't know anything. I'm just reading on Speed Cafe. <laughs> nah, JC was having a run today, which I think is the first time that he's driven the Gen 3 car. Um, and also SVG is back behind the wheel, which I think he's done a little bit anyway. Um, well, the thing that I'm impressed about is they're, they're putting a lot of Ks on these cars. Like, they're, they're really getting stuck into it, even considering that we're not going to race these things till next year. Um, but they're, they're really getting stuck in, especially in the early part of the year. So I suppose if they run into any problems, they've got time to actually you know, change the car if they need to or fix a certain part of it, whatever. Um, but they're putting plenty of mileage on them to see you know, what's going to work and what's not going to work. And also getting lots of different drivers to have a taste of the car, which I think is great because everyone, all the drivers like something a little bit different. They like to feel like they have an input and supercars are definitely doing a very good job of that. So it'll be interesting to see what they find from, I think they're doing a bit more mileage running today, um, see what, what was good or what was bad about the car. And there's also a new tyre coming which they're, they're calling it the uh, Sky Blue Super Soft tyre. They're going to run for this year. Sounds like some packet of cigarettes. Winnie Blues, Winnie Blues. Um, yeah, a softer t- compound. So they, they did try a softer compound last year, uh, I think at Sydney Motorsport Park, and they didn't really get the tyre deck that they thought they were going to. Obviously, the performance was really good, but they didn't drop off a cliff like everyone expected. Perhaps these super, super, super softs um, are going to uh, create that tyre deck that they're, they're trying to get to. So we'll see uh, see when they're going to run them and what rounds they're going to um, actually implement that tyre. But good that they keep trying things. They're always trying to improve the show. And I think that's uh, really positive for, for supercars going forward. I think if you put the focus on improving the show rather than worrying about a lap time or you know a tenth of a second here or there, let the teams worry about that bit. But as a category... Um, they need to spice it up, so there's a few more winners on that podium. And a few uh, extra rule changes as well. This will, this is going to test how closely you were looking at the news over the week, but there, there was a, a bunch of new new tweaks to supercars rules as well, which sort of speaks to just what you were talking about there, how they're mixing mixing things up. I saw that there's a bonus point, the, a tweak to the way that they're offering bonus points for the fastest laps at sprint races where... Uh, instead of just getting the uh, whoever got the fastest lap got, got got the points now you only get the points if you finish inside the top 15 there was a bunch of other uh, other other small ones as well any of them there that you've flagged as something uh, that you like or don't like I have no idea what you're talking about so I can't really comment on that one I did hear the bonus point one to be honest but I think that's a good thing but I think the way that supercars do their point system is it is a fair bit different to Formula One where, you know, I think you get, what, 20 points for a win or something for Formula One. 25, yeah, 25. 25, what, what do you get for supercars? 8,000. 8,000, so if you get... 150 for, well, it's 300 for a weekend. So if you get one extra point, like, you know, the percentage obviously is, is a huge amount different than Formula One. Well, it's five, I think the uh, supercar structure is 5% of the total points for that race is awarded as a bonus point. Okay, okay. So obviously it's going to help. It's going to help, no doubt. We might see some uh, last-minute battles or people chucking tyres on a safety car, for instance, to try and get... You know, they might not be able to get a top result, but they're going to go for um, 
for a lap time. And, and we do see that in Formula 1. It's exciting. So we'll see how it rolls out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, any other news? Any other thing while we're uh, burning down the, uh, the old road here? I'm getting a bit close to another pit stop. I, I must have um, had too much water. Oh, no. I haven't seen you have one sip of hydration this entire uh, this entire trip. So uh, you may, maybe just a weak bladder. Very much so, weak bladder. Maybe speak to your doctor about that. All right, that's it. We've had enough. We've chewed your ear off for long enough. Um, thanks for listening, though. We'll be back next week, and that will be our preview into Simmons Plains for ARG. What is it? GCR. No, what's the what's the race called? Race Tasmania. Race Tasmania. AWC is the sponsor. Race Tasmania. Uh, we'll do a little preview of who's hot and who's not going into the first round. Last year, Honda were not. So we're hoping they're going to be hot this year. Um, and we kick the year off really strong. All right, that's it. See you, Grant. See you, mate. Thank you.